Hey everybody, it's Rick. Welcome back to the Nomad Faster Podcast. Let's go ahead and jump right in. You know, as we, I've been doing a lot of different studies and, and talking about a lot of different topics and and today I really just want to talk about instant gratification. You know, we live in this age of uh, it, we get everything instantly that we want. It's become like this rat race that we need to be able to have our food and have what we drink or or just we, we got to have it right away. We got to have it. Just give it to me right now, right? No dilly-dallying around. Just give it to me. You know, it's funny because, you know, Linda and I will go to the store. We'll com- we commonly use the phrase when, you know, when we're in a rush, we'll say, look, there's no dillion and there's no dallying. Just go get it done. And so... I know that's probably stupid or crazy or, you know, people will probably think we're crazy. I don't think people will think we're stupid, but we do, we do crazy things sometimes. But while the entire world is moving at a pace that we've never seen before, we've, we've largely lost that, that, that sense of urgency inside our churches in fact, we have little to no urgency inside churches today. You know, we have little to no urgency in pr- in prayer. We have little to no urgency in our preaching. And, and you know, I've said this a lot before, but, you know, people aren't going to like what I have to say. It's not going to sit well with everyone, and that's okay. Because I'm not doing this to make friends or to be liked by everybody. I'm doing what I feel like the Spirit is calling me to do. And so we got to figure out how do we go from this this environment that there's just no urgency at all to instant, like we have instant gratification, right? You know, there's a reason when you go into a convenience store or a gas station or whatever it may be, that there's all these candies and sodas and everything right there next to the register. The reason is because they're playing to that instant gratification in your mind. And so we got to figure out how we do that same thing. How do we get that same mindset in people? You know, throughout the Bible, we're going to see, we can see a theme of things happening instantly. We see it happen over and over in the in the gospels and and in the, the the epistles, right? You know, there's some examples, right? In Mark one eighteen, it says, "At once they left their nets and followed him." At once, it doesn't get more immediate than at once. They didn't say, "Hey, I'll I'll come with you next week," right? Jesus, I'll, I'll come with you next week. At once they left their nets and followed him. You know, then again, in Mark uh, chapter nine, verse 24, it says, immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my, my unbelief. But it's immediately he said that. He didn't say, hmm, I watched you heal my possessed son. Let me just think about that for a minute and I'll get back to you. You know, he but he but but immediately the boy's father said this. You know, we see in the times that Jesus has performed miracles that people didn't react that way. They didn't say immediately, right? 
So what does it take? You know, I talk about immediate gratification. I think what we're talking about is, is really instant salvation. You know, in Acts 9.20, it says, at once he began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is the son of God. Now this at once, right, it's, it's right now. It's not five years. So this is right after Saul is met. He, he met Christ on the road to Damascus. We all know the story. And if you don't, you should know the story. You need to go read it. Right, go start at the beginning of Acts 9. But he at once started preaching. He didn't spend, you know, he did spend several days with the disciples first, right, in Damascus. And it talks about that. But right after that, he's into the synagogues preaching. You know, I I wish I could have listened like that. I, I wish I could have been faithful like that to have this instant salvation. You know, I've talked about my story in these podcasts, and if you want, go back and listen to it. But from the time that I, you know, was converted, from the time that I was born again, it was years. I've talked about how I have felt like God called me to do this podcast for three years. Before I ever started it, I made excuse after excuse after excuse. What if Paul did that? What if Paul made the same excuses? But he he didn't. He had this sense of urgency. You know, he had this sense of urgency that that I feel like we all need. Right? In 2 Corinthians um, chapter 6, verse 2, it says, For he says, In the time of my favor I heard you. And in the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. That's Paul saying, now is the day of salvation. And in chapter 5 of 2 Corinthians, he's been describing in detail the work and the character of a Christian minister. He's telling us what it what. what what we're supposed to be and how we're supposed to be. And then he he appeals to the Christians in Corinth, right, to live lives that would vindicate his ministry. And what he does is he quotes Isaiah 48, right? He emphasizes about this an acceptable time. He knew that the present time is only for a moment. And once that opportune moment is gone, it's gone forever, you know, I, I spent a lot of time thinking about all the times that I let that moment slip away. That I let that moment slip away out of fear, out of fear of not being prepared, out of fear of not knowing what to say, out of fear of someone maybe not liking me. And I, more than anything, I wish that I could get all those opportune times back. And I will forever pray for forgiveness that I didn't do what I was called to do in those instances. And, and if we look at that, an acceptable time that Paul is quoting, it can also be translated as a time of grace or a time of God's goodwill. You see, we are being taught 
that we cannot become a Christian whenever we like. You know, Charles Spurgeon said that we can only become a Christian when the Spirit is giving an effectual call. So we can't just be like, oh, I'm a Christian right now. But we, but we can become a Christian when the Spirit calls. And that's what brings us to God. Now, you know, you hear a lot of people say, well, I, I believe in Christ. And I believe in God and I believe in this. But does that really make you a Christian? Have you really listened to the Spirit? Have you really done what you're supposed to do? I know what I'm saying is controversial. And that's okay. It's meant to be. But just because you say you believe in Christ doesn't mean you follow everything faithfully. Right? I talked about progressive Christians, right? They say they believe in Christ. I talked about Mormons who say they believe in Christ, but are they Christian? You know, I have to also ask what what happens when we ignore that call, right? If Spurgeon said we can only become Christians when the Spirit is giving an effectual call, what happens if you ignore it? How do we accept that instant need? that the Spirit is giving us. I think it's crazy to think about, right? I think if we really consider all the things that are going on in today's world and that that life of instant gratification, how do we know? You know, today, people don't own uh, cameras. That's probably the best way for me to say it, right? People don't own them. People... You know, they got phones, right? Our phones today have everything we need on them, right? They got a camera. It, it's uncommon. And and I think part of that is because it's part of that instant, immediate need. I instantly have to take a picture. I don't want to have to pull a camera out. You know, when I was growing up, we would sit down and we would go through the photo albums, you know, a couple times a year, go to your grandma and grandpa's house and you'd look through them and, and, and you'd consider like, oh, look, you know, look at this photo and... I remember, I'm sure you all remember doing it, you know, and maybe some of those old photo albums are still laying around the house, right? You remember them? They're big and fat and they got cardboard pages and they got little uh, uh, cutout rectangles or, or whatever it was to, you know, little things for the corners to put the photographs in. Or maybe they didn't have corner things, but maybe it was like a sheet and you slid the photograph inside it, right? Could be inserted. Some of them are faded, some of them are cracked. You can barely read them. And maybe in those photos, you see a picture of you when you were a little kid at Sunday school class. Or maybe, you know, celebrating Easter. You know, the, the maybe celebrating Christmas, right? The birth of Christ. And any way you depict it, these scenes from your history could be when we first heard our way to salvation, right? Maybe you heard it from a Sunday school teacher. Maybe you heard it from a a godly parent or a godly grandparent, but we didn't respond. You know what we would say? And and we didn't really respond when we were kids, but as we got into our teenage years, I know I've said it, right? I'm sure other people have, I'll I'll wait, I'll do it when I'm older. Or, uh, you know, I'll do it when, when I've turned my life around. God doesn't love me right now. I'm not good. 
or I'll do it when I'm done with college or until I have kids of my own, right? When they need God, I'll, I'll, I'll do it, right? And while we're looking at these photos, there's always that time for imagination, right? God, imagine what we're going to look like in the future. Imagine what our kids are going to be like. Imagine what our grandkids are going to be like. What, what opportunities will we have? You see, as you dream and you think about that future, if you're a Christian, you think about hearing the gospel in the future and what's that going to look like? You know, I believe the days of mass evangelism have changed. They're not reaching the non-churchgoer like they used to. And why is that, right? Maybe the next thing on God's program is not revival. Maybe they're not reaching the, the, the non-churchgoer because the next thing God has planned is the coming of his son. Right? I mean, when the, when the son of man comes, shall he find faith on the earth? You know, I'm a data guy, right? I've said it before. Statistics don't lie, right? And the stats are simple. 13% of people who come to Christ do it before they're 10 years of age. 59% between 10 and 20. Fifth, almost 60% between 10 and 20 years old. 17 between 20 and 30. 6% between 30 and 40. I'm part of that 6%, right? 2% between 40 and 50 and 1% after they're 50 years old. What are we waiting for? Why are we not figuring out how to provide that instant salvation to people, that instant gratification? If we can have instant gratification by going to Taco Bell... Why can't we have instant salvation with Christ? You see, as we look at those old photographs from the past, inevitably we're going to see snapshots of the future, right? Or the present. So if we're looking at it in our present mind, how long do they remain present? How long does that image remain present. Because if you just look at a clock, right, every time the clock ticks, a second is in the past. It's already gone. We can't do anything about it. It's it's history. It's not present anymore. So what Paul is saying here is this very second is the time to commit your life to Christ. There's no other way. We can say, ah, I'm do it later. But you know what? Later may never come. Later may never happen. Because it may not be in God's plan to give you the ability to be, to do it later. Stop running away. I want you to run towards God. You know, I started this talking about instant gratification and 
I had planned on calling it instant salvation, but as I kind of ramble on, I don't really know what it is. But you know what I do know? I know that everybody needs God. I know that everybody needs healing. I know that everybody needs that love that only Christ can give them. That you can only get from the Trinity, right? The Father, the Son, the Spirit. It's love. And it's instant love. So I guess when I say instant gratification and instant salvation, maybe it's not any of that. Maybe it's just instant acceptance, right? It's it. If you accept Christ, you're you're loved. I mean, you're always loved, but you have this instant love and acceptance. Oh, that's a big one, right? An instant acceptance. How do we do that? How do we just instantly say, yep, I get it. Because it was hard for me. I ran away for a long time, even though I knew. I knew God had a plan for me. I knew Christ wanted me to do things. And I said, no. And like I said, I will, I will forever pray for forgiveness for doing that. But I truly believe that there's a reason. Maybe there was a reason I waited. God knew. I didn't have to accept it. But he knew what was going on. So what's going on with you? What's it going to take for you? What's it going to take for you to, to accept Christ? What's it going to take to you for you to, to have that instant salvation? All you got to do is say yes. Walk it out. Pray. Accept him. And you will instantly be saved. And it's better than any quick fix that you're going to get. Hey, it's Rick with the Nomad Pastor. Thanks for listening. Uh, I hope you like it. This is kind of more of an off-the-cuff one. Usually, you know, I feel like usually I'm more prepared, but I just I felt like I just had to talk this time. And so if you like it, send me an email, hello at nomadpastor.org. Subscribe on whatever your podcast platform of choice is. And look, I want you to have a blessed week. Thank you.